0: all right guys what's up david villa here i'm here with joe what's up man kala what's up man how you doing i'm doing good how about you all is well this is the first time i'm on set for the new time last week i left joe hanging like a like a <laughs> dingleberry <laughs> hey i had interviews oh, last man. week and they stacked me up with like eight or nine interviews and i'm like joe i'll be there yep he's sitting in here i walk i walk by and joe's like this <laughs> you know sitting there but you did it man you we carried did. it you carried it mike jumped mike in told me
1: out yeah was How great. was it? It was good, man. It was a great
0: show. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, new our new uh, lunch, uh, ADL live at lunch right segment, uh, or, or time, uh, twelve to twelve thirty. We changed times. We shortened the show, so that means I can't talk as much. And uh, so, man, I'm so glad you're here with me, man. Cribs is uh, busy today, but um, you uh, you are always uh, always man uh, an awesome uh, co-host, Appreciate and it, you uh, obviously have ton, tons of experience. So, what do you think about the little
1: lineup we have today, man? I think it's going to be fun. It's yeah. packed jam-packed.
0: Power We've got a pack. guest in uh, studio with us that's going to be uh, here. He's he's in town for a few days, and we're going to bring him on for a segment that uh, uh, we're going to join that with uh, our BDC director here as well, Walter Hayes, that's just fresh off of uh, McClarty Daniel yeah. stores, uh, yeah. New, somewhat new here to our company, and uh, we just got a great show all, all together. We're going to be talking about um, you know what? I'm just I don't know about you Joe we only got like a couple minutes in the uh in the monologue now that we shorten the show mm-hmm. I'm just over COVID I'm over talking about oh, it man, I'm tired too. of talking about like um you know what uh you know what, what did you do you mm-hmm. know to stay afloat it's like you know I know what you did you busted your freaking tail you worked hard you didn't take excuses right you made adjustments and you made it yeah I mean it's just a flat I mean we it's can so. talk about it all we want and be like you know well you know I kind of did this and shifted. It's like I I did what I had to do and made it happen.
1: I'm I'm just going to go ahead. I don't usually rant, but I going to rant real quick. So I uh, watched a couple of people that I know personally who have COVID in the middle of it. They decided to go uh, live, do a, a live video and talk about their symptoms. We were watching it. My wife said, you know, it's funny. Nobody ever does, you know, lives with their symptoms when they had the flu or they had a cold. Like, right. who cares? Right. Like, it's a symptom, right. you know. I had COVID myself, right. me, me too. You, you did. Yep. My daughter had it. Right.
0: Never I sold deals right. while I had COVID too. I yeah. worked from home. Me too. So I didn't get by sick. But man, I was like, listen, I was like, I was, I was on zoom calls all day yeah. long. I was on calls too. with,
1: with <clears throat> yeah. So, so like I'm done, like, yeah, like and who cares? And, I, and I'm not even get talking about it. specifically <laughs> COVID. Right. I'm not
0: talking about spe- the, I'm not talking about the disease or the sickness. I'm talking about like, let's le- listen, here's the thing, man. I'm ready to, I'm ready to move forward, take new ground whether you i don't care if you put a bag on your head right Mm -hmm. a mask bag you know you are going to wrap yourself in sackcloth whatever you want to do walk around you know listen i'm talking about 2021 we're going to sell cars we're going to take ground and we're going to move forward and that's what i want to talk about so we've got bill veloman and jr toothman guys that run major stores right jr runs two ford stores in west virginia bill veloman number one uh cdjr store in the state of arkansas these are hammers and i'm going to talk about their 2021 strategy right now i know them enough to know this they're going to make adjustments in 2021 so they're not going to lay out the entire year what they're going to lay out though is how they're going to start the year and we're going to talk about that and then we're going to bring on um our in-studio guest uh stan share and then uh walter hayes our in-house director of bdc again like still smells like a dealership mm-hmm. he's been he came he's so fresh here yeah and we're going to talk about the BDC moving forward 2021 strategies and then we're going to bring on Dan Mason Dan's got a really cool story right yeah man what do you think about that
1: that's it's it's powerful he's
0: going to close the show with some hope yeah it's good right would you say that's what it
1: is he's got hope oh yeah <laughs> I mean it, you know if any... it'll build it'll build hope and faith in people come on all day so what do you say we get started Let's do it.
0: Already, All right, bring our first two guests on. We got uh, two. We got an owner of two stores, and then we got a GM. That let me tell you something. Anyone, anyone out there owning stores? If he was, if he was any closer to West Virginia, I guarantee Jr. would <laughs> try to figure out a way to hire him because this guy's a beast. We got Bill Vellman.
2: not that far away.
0: <laughs> Bill Velleman and Jr. Toothman, gentlemen. Look at it. Both of them, man, wearing white must have money. White day. That's what it is, right? Look That's at that. It. These guys That's are. Nice. These guys look. Looking like they're about to blow it up. Hey, gentlemen, thanks for joining us. And uh, I got Joe Calla here with Hello, me. Um I want us to jump right into it, man. Hey, Bill, I, listen, twenty twenty one. This it's about to happen, right? I'm. I, I want to. I want you to. I want you to be so fired up in what how you're going to uh, start the year that everyone listens. Everyone that's listening just combust into a flame. <laughs> all right. I'm just listening. Well, <laughs> well, I am definitely.
3: You should have been in my in my nine o'clock sales meeting this morning because written in big, bold letters uh, on the dry race board was 2021. uh, We had nine new hires uh, in our meeting this morning, took our sales board from 31 to 40. We are pinning our ears back, rolling up our sleeves, and we are going to go out and take, 2021 by the throat, <laughs> and we are that. not going to let go all year long. We are not pulling back. We are putting our foot on the gas. We're rolling up our sleeves and getting to work. 2020 was a great year for us. Uh, damn COVID, full speed ahead, uh, very humbly. Right. Uh, i mean, I got to be very gracious. Mm-hmm. My team uh, really stepped up. Our customer base stepped up. We bobbed, we weaved, we adjusted throughout the game and let me tell you something uh, as far as us goes 2021 uh was a good year for us yeah Yeah. Uh, and we are and we're going to take all that momentum uh right into 2021 Mm -hmm. so we're excited uh we're gearing up for 2021 we don't really know what it's going to tell all all i know is this we're going to put forth the effort Mm -hmm. the market's going to be there we think there's a huge some huge opportunities uh for us to grow even more as a dealership in 2021 than we grew in 2020 so we're excited we're gearing up
1: i'm with you yeah so hey fired I got, you up, Joe? Uh, yeah i'm fired up about that <clears throat> i, I want to ask you one question about that because we have seen so many uh pivot points in 2020 based off of covid and all the different things that we had to make uh adjustments with what's one thing that's stuck that's providing really, really good results. That as you're going into 2021, that's going to stay now and not just be a oh, "we did it for then." And now we're going to go back to the way we did things. What's one mm-hmm. thing that, that was able to you know you're able to take away with and say this is this is now part of what we do? Yeah,
3: Consistency, mm. pure old-fashioned hard work. Uh, being what car men are, uh, we 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 adapt. And yes. the biggest thing that we can be every morning is consistent. When those guys roll into those meetings in the morning, when they get here in the morning, as well, no matter what the news says, no matter what Facebook says, the Internet says, we're here teeing them up every day. We're going to make the phone call. We're going to make the video post. Mm. We're going to send videos. We're going to send text messages. We're going to talk about it. We're going to train. Mm. We're going to continue to work on our sales process all the way back to the greetings. Uh, and everything that comes in between, uh, and we're going to make sure that we have consistency, because they don't know, and they're looking it up. So we have to lead from the front. We have to pull people along from the front mm. and make sure we, get, we they know what to expect on mm. a day-to-day basis, right. and that's consistency. That's
1: good.
0: Let me go. Thanks, Bill. Let me go to you, Jr. For a second, because you know I talk to you a lot as well. Both of you guys, you know, I talk to you uh, over text, and you know, um, you know, I know what's going on with you. And uh, Jr., you know, you have two stores. You know, you had talked to me uh, I don't know, a month or so ago, two months ago. You were. You know touring around with you know some other stores so here's the the bottom line whether whether that particular deal comes to fruition or other deals you're looking at it from a growth standpoint and i think that's a mindset that i want to i want you to talk about for a second just you know so it's not as much strategies of you know of, of hey we did this we're staying with this but let's go bigger picture for a second you know um talking to somebody that this ready you know, the listeners that are ready to move forward, they're ready to take ground. You know, in whatever is in front of them. If they're if they're a freaking lot boy, lot girl, or they're salespeople, BDC, finance, it doesn't matter what position is listening. You know, they can apply it. But from an owner's standpoint, you're looking to take ground. What, what about? why now? Why were you looking and why are you looking to take and expand your portfolio of dealerships and grow? You know, what about that? What's on the inside of you that makes you think that way? Share that with our audience in general. I think that's going to resonate.
2: Well, I mean, I think what you talked about and Bill kind of alluded to during the last year is everybody kind of had to look in the mirror and say, okay, what strategies are working? You know, how do, how are we going to adjust accordingly to, to stay in front of this battle? You know, mm-hmm. I think we all need to look at our, at our digital presence. I think we need to look at the conventional mediums of advertising that we have all used, uh, uh, for years. You know, is radio still as effective as what it was at one time with, uh, with satellite radio, with, uh, Uh, streaming that type of thing so there's so many things like that that have changed obviously the um, the digital process of the car sale has changed to a degree maybe not to the degree that uh, automotive news and some of the tv would like us to believe that it's a fully uh, digital transaction without you know i think you know with circumventing the dealer because i don't see that at all i still see the car buying process as a as a, a piece of it being a passion by that type of thing. But there definitely are some pieces of our system that we need to adjust. And I hope that we put those in our tool bag going forward so mm. that, uh, you know, we, we, we don't make the same mistakes that we made in 2019, let alone in 2020. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. one thing that has definitely resonated with me is that um, I think that we found during COVID that we could probably do more with less at times Whether that be uh, personnel uh, with overhead of certain expenses. Obviously, personnel is the last one because we, you know, we got, I'm in a small town. We got every person that works here is a family that's getting fed, that type of thing. So that's very important to us. But uh, at the end of the day, I think we all found out that we can do a little bit more with less. And um, that's strong. You were talking about a long term forecast. I kind of look at that like, our business fluctuates so wildly, and I think this year is going to be like two to three separate years in one year because mm-hmm. I think we're going to have this first quarter, which is going to have uh, inherent challenges until this vaccine gets fully uh, rolled out, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Then I think in the second half of the year it could be almost like a boom, where it's almost like a celebration, um, mm-hmm. post World War II celebration <laughs> type thing because people have been locked down.
1: That's,
0: That's strong. That's actually a pretty good perspective. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, you know that's a really good perspective on it you know and it was really crazy too joe um i know bill we bill cut somehow Mm -hmm. bill dropped but um we only have time for really jr one more question for you anyway and then we're going to go to the next segment i appreciate you coming on but maybe this is a segue into what we can ask uh, jr but you know looking at it actually people like jr like bill the dealers that are listening right now salespeople you know bdc that are listening right now if you will bust it even in the uncertain beginning of the year where people are trying to kind of break their way out of the cobweb, so to speak, you're going to succeed mm-hmm. like you did this year. You're going to break records. And then when that celebration that JR is talking about hits, Joe, I mean, like you could literally, man, have the biggest flat year of your career mm-hmm. and, and come out of this thing You know with with such a a larger capacity you know of growth you know what i'm saying yeah i I really think
1: that yeah and and, you know bill bill was bringing up the consistency right Mm -hmm. being consistent and that's one of the things that that's going to stick all the way through but let me ask you this question how are you going to make sure that your team jr um makes the most out of the time that they have Mm -hmm. you know each day so in other words not just showing up of course we understand okay it's hard work and we have to be consistent we have to make the phone calls all this and that but what is it that that their time how are they going to make the most out of their time Mm -hmm. what does their day look like how do you make sure they they
2: follow that i think time utilization is is so key with no matter what we're doing because the leads come to us in a different way than what they used to Mm -hmm. the one thing i hated when i first got in the car business is a lot of time it was hurry up and wait waiting for that business like right. if you're if you're heavily involved in the you know the digital community that type of thing and a lot of the products that dave offers you're you're kind of putting your foot on the gas saying we're going to make something happen Now some of it may be frustrating some of it may have some you know credit issues or blah 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 but at the end of the day if we throw enough stuff on the wall some of it's going to stick and we're going to end up outpacing the market because at the end of it that's what it is you say we want to outpace last year well that's great but what if the market's up 20 percent and uh, outpacing last year is only up 5%. You didn't, you didn't really do a good job. You just yeah. were better than what you were last year. Yeah. So our goal was kind of always to be outpacing that market. Like last uh, month I talked to Dave, we, uh, we didn't have our, a uh, November like record numbers that we would love to have, but we outpaced the market significantly. So we felt like we really did our job and did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys don't mind if I flip the script, I would like to ask Bill because this is a question and I actually have my sales manager in here as well. He was talking about having 31 salespeople up to 41 at a time. I'd kind of like to know what his structure looks like as far as keeping all those people motivated and trained and on point at all time because that's a big staff. I mean, our staff is significantly smaller. I feel like we get the most out of out of what we do, but that that's a hell of a big staff. And I'd like to get a little
0: insight on that if you have time for that. Yeah, we, we do, but Bill Bill had an emergency. He he literally had to jump off and said, he he said he tried to get back. So I think he had a desk emergency, something he had to take, okay. but- um, Can I speak I, to that? Yeah, man, because so, Bill, Bill's a client of all of ours. We know him, so Joe so, might have some insight on that.
1: Well, when I was over at Hudson Toyota, one of the things we did, we had a big sales staff. We had 50 or so in, uh, salespeople. And one mm-hmm. of the ways that we kept that um, you know, that setup up in, in the, you know, managing them and keeping them corralled, so to speak, is we had team leaders. So we had four or five different team leaders that each salesperson was assigned to. And so the, in that, you know, in those individual, you know, closers, they would be, you know, managing their team, they'd be training their team, they'd each have their own setup of how they did it, but then they'd all report back to, you know, RGM or, uh, you know, the GSM as well. So, so I think that if you can set up, your people based off of you know accountability to specific people. It's just basically setting that work chart in a direction where you're able to keep them managed. And have them then, uh, you know, speak up to the next person above them. So that's one yeah. way that we did it. Yeah, and you know, we do that here as right. well.
0: And one of the things, and Jr. I know this will probably resonate with you, and I know you know this, but this uh, I know you're asking for our audience too. But you know, you're a sports guy. You know, j- those of you that are listening, you I mean, Jr. has got a lot of connections uh, from your days at University of Miami. A lot of uh, pro athletes. You know, so you're so you believe in coaching. You know, and uh, you know, I think it, the the sports community, the car business, has glean some stuff from the sports teams where they have these position coaches, you know, that, um, you know, they have a head coach and they have these, of course, the assistant coaches and the offense coordinators, defense coordinators, but they have all these pos- position coaches. And I think that's a really good structure that we've de- helped kind of even develop here within our sales teams where there's uh, coaches that get involved where they, um, post- and I think that's a really a good word to really, uh, uh, you know, jump into and define as that coaching position yeah not just a management position True. because a lot of what we're looking for i think comes out of coaching not just necessarily decision making yeah you know from a management standpoint but um that's good that's no, great, i think
2: that, that, I think that's a great point because you know as you as the owner of a business myself that type of thing mm-hmm. most frustrating thing if you walk out into your showroom or to your work room, you see a bunch of people sitting around on their cell phones that type of thing you know that nothing productive is happening at that point <laughs> yeah. and like I said there's a there's a customer need that could be followed up with there's this or that and i'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know we all know we like to sit around the water and, and talk <laughs> sports that type of thing but mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing i was curious with sales staffs that size to keep people because what, especially in a smaller dealership the first thing that goes out the window is is training mm-hmm. or you know that consistency because it's kind of like you're trying to just control the flow of the day and the other stuff kind of gets away from you sometimes mm-hmm.
0: yeah Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you if you have to jump when I mean, we, we we actually this might be a, you might want to stay for five minutes or so. The show only has 10 more minutes, but we're going to bring our BDC director uh, on here, Walter Hayes. He's he uh, he's only been here for four months or so. He is uh, fresh off of uh, running the entire Internet department and BDC over at uh, McLarty Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, which has six stores in Arkansas. They were responsible for 2000. His department was responsible for 2000 uh, sold units a month and uh, we recruited him brought him down uh he and his family so he's here running and building our bdc which we're getting ready to launch a virtual bdc uh here that's why he's here and then we have a guest in studio with us with that uh, background as well stan uh sure stan uh has and i'll let him explain his kind of his resume with regards to uh many things but also especially bdc and of course joe has that background um but the reason i wanted to maybe say you want to stay on is because i think it segues into Mm -hmm. uh this type of deal as well because um you know it's it's w- w- in are they on Mike? Yeah, on, okay so bring yeah bring us all on the screen just for a second together so I can see them you know guys I, I you know I'll bring uh and we we're, we're Stan <laughs> I know he's right next to me he's on a separate shot that's not the okay. zoom call oh it's not on the zoom car right, there, there he is all right cool I just want to make sure man I want to get you know my my my, my ducks in a row so go yeah go back so guys you know Walt I'll bring you on a first um you know, so a couple of things that that Jr. brought up from an owner's standpoint. One was the the leads, um, you know. And I wanted to kind of throw this out there, throwing two kind of two two curveballs at you. You know, I think that you know he said a phrase that a lot of people have abandoned from a marketing standpoint. Earlier, he said, "Throw it against the wall as much as possible and see what sticks." I believe in that um, because we get so targeted sometimes, and we kind of, you know, impress ourselves as vendors, like oh. T- this is so targeted and that's so targeted, and we need that. But you target yourself right out of the market of a buyer because you prevent yourself, I think, from um, qualifying somebody that possibly is on the edge because parameters of targets in marketing get so specific sometimes that you might get that fringe person that the computer said doesn't fit, but that's just right over the line. So they're j- they have enough equity to get done. They have enough of an interest to get bought, so to speak. And then the second thing, Walt... To throw another curveball at you um you know he said he walks out sometimes and nothing's more frustrating than to see people on their cell phone because he knows that and then he followed it up by saying you know there's a customer that could be followed up on or what have you mm-hmm. but i even take it a step further that there's just opportunity as an owner it frustrates us because we don't quite know sometimes what it is but we just know certainly there's an opportunity that can be worked right now certainly there's somebody something that could be happening we look at it as dead time which just frustrates us in general so Walt, man, coming from a store, a group, six stores, you were responsible for that. You had those owners going, hey, come on, give me this opportunity and work it. You've got some insight on that. Share share, uh, share your opinion on that, if you don't mind. Walter Hayes, right here in well, our the biggest
4: thing. Well, the biggest thing I'd say is uh, the owner of the group I just came from, uh, one of the things he told me, I love to get into reports, and I'll I'll dive into that, and I'll spend too much time. And one, one of the meetings that we had, he said, you know, you can live in the reports, but Reports can only tell you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to go and execute. And there's a yeah. there's a feel and a, an ebb and flow of of the business that you've got to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes we do. We get too stuck on what what metrics are telling us versus what the person right in front of us is telling us. And then you've got a person on the phone, for instance, mm-hmm. they're wanting to buy a car. So that's all I need right now. I'll, I'll figure out the rest when I get them here. That's what my finance teams for. That's what my sales professionals are for. Um, I just need to get him here. Mm. And so sometimes I think, I think we can get too lost in, in what the metrics tell us or what reports telling us what, um, mm-hmm. just, you gotta, you gotta have that feel of the, of the business and, and uh, just kind of do. Yeah, and just probably not,
0: probably now that you're in Tampa, not wear a saints jacket. But anyway, Joe, what do you, uh, what do you think about all of this, man? You know, no, I think it's wearing that saints
1: jacket. I think it's right. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll pass this into, into Stan's hands as well. Um, Stan Cher uh, has a lot of experience with handling uh, many of these types of, of uh, situations with, you know, proactive responses, working, you know, deals, uh, you know, working data mining, all that kind of stuff. What would be a, a um, you know a proactive approach? For a dealer who's listening today, to say this is you know if you're seeing your guys out there doing this all day and they're just sitting there looking at their phones, what are some ways we can you know good. you know employ them or deploy them to become more active? What does it look like? Activities.
5: So I think that given that we're in that digital retailing age now, I think it's time to start Mm -hmm. training salespeople to treat every opportunity as if that customer is in front of them. We know that, Mm -hmm. realistically speaking, salespeople do better when the customer is in front of them. They're not that great on the phone. So I think we need to start training them on how to be better on the phones. We have to start training them on how to use digital retailing tools and be able to work those missed opportunities and try to put a deal together every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, I Mm -hmm. feel like the BDC in general – it's become one of those things where yes make appointments get them in but at the same time if you can't you know move it to a whole other process where you can help structure a deal using digital retailing
0: that's good That's good stuff right yeah, there really um good. well you know jr and you can jump in if you have a question because with the topic here and then we only have five minutes um for the whole show but just in the next you know three four five minutes um the topic here really is you know not only what we're doing, but what we, what we, where we see the BDC role moving into 2021, because, you know, Walt, um, in COVID, I know you were in the dealership the majority of the year, and of course being here for the last few months. I mean, in COVID, where did you see BDC change for the better, in your opinion?
4: Yeah, that's good. Well, I think obviously um, the BDC was leaned on even more. Um, one of the things I used to always tell my crew is when it came to leads or, <laughs> uh, you know, quality of leads, the reality is I can't control exactly how many leads are going to come in every day. Mm -hmm. What I can control is the effort that each and every lead is treated as a buyer. Um, And so that's what we had to do. And that's even from the BDC down to the sales floor, you know, I didn't have salespeople saying, man, this is a junk BDC lead. They're like, this is a living, breathing body. I'm going to try to sell them a car, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, And, and, and you've got to treat every, opportunity just like that and i think that the successful dealers through this time mm-hmm. did that
0: you know it's funny uh, uh, keep that screen up there for a second as jr i'm gonna let you um ask me that the last question for both of these guys to answer just something to kind of be thinking about maybe from an owner's standpoint something that you would you know ask them that they can maybe uh, show some insight on on maybe bdc um, but i want to just say this walter doesn't even know this i haven't had a chance to tell him but a couple weeks ago you were on a call with me walter <clears throat> with uh, a virginia dealership group and um, mm-hmm. that works with us for a long long time and uh, the dgm the there she uh, you know she just had some sales managers and stuff that were kind of peeing on some of the lead I, I call it peeing on the leads you know a little bit and i mean it was just blowing up the responses were through the freaking roof and they were you know i talked to you about it i said hey I, I want to get on just to show some confidence. i want to bring you on with me. And, you know, I didn't know what you were going to say. I just really wanted you there, you know, so I could show that we were, you know, we were paying attention to this because it's all, uh, it's all mindset. But well, Walter said something that I didn't know he was going to say that I loved. He just said when I was kind of done with the guys and they were, you know, okay, okay, Walter said, guys, it was about a gift, JR. You know, it was about a gift kind of thing, you know, turning. And Walter said, you know, guys, when I was at the dealership, you know um and i'm paraphrasing this i would tell you i would turn a gift scenario he goes even if they don't buy now he said they're service customers and he just started going down the line and he didn't bow or bend and yet he laid that out and i'm thinking okay are these guys going to receive that and let me tell you something she responded to me a day or so later walter and said my guys their their mindsets totally different on this and we want to keep the second half of this instead of changing it and removing that, we want to keep it the same, and so I just want you know that was that's, that's good. so that was great. What you said was bringing truth into the situation, and it backs up what you just said, Walter, about this is a living, breathing you know customer, yeah. And that's something you evidently believe in, and it and it worked with them. So, but Jr. Man, what what's something you could ask both Stan and Walt that might help our audience uh, regarding BDC?
2: And the biggest thing to for the, the question I would have is just the what best practices i mean like a couple of things and i know you can't get into it because we have a, a a about a seven person bdc covering two stores that type of thing but some of the uh, you know best practices that you see around the country you're working with different dealers you see different things that seem to work seem to work uh, not well that type of thing just uh, and obviously coming from a big uh, operation that you were from walter uh, some of the things that seem to be highly successful for them are say, things that separate even some of the agents from the other agents and what makes them successful?
4: I yeah, I'll tell you the, the biggest thing that I feel like has made the group I've come from so successful and why they'll continue to be successful is it's from the top down. Um, the BDC is not their own little uh, city. You know, the sales managers, the, the sales people, the marketing manager, uh, the owner, they, they all are connected pieces and it's treated that way. Um, you know, it's not a matter of once they show up, oh, this is a BDC lead. Um, the, the salespeople know this is a BDC lead coming in. This is, what's, this is what's happening with that customer. That's been the most successful for a sales manager to be able to see that too and say, hey, I've got Mrs. Smith coming in. She's driving a, you know, 2006, you know, Ruby Red F-150. Um, and so when they see that drive in, they, they already kind of know what's going on. That has led to some of the best success, I feel like, at that that group. And that's why they'll continue to be successful, too.
0: you want to weigh in on that, Stan?
5: So I agree 100%. I feel like it starts from ownership. I feel like it's a team effort. At the same time, I also feel like it's very process-driven. I feel like anybody that manages these departments, they need to be heavily involved in these departments, from coaching, training, to taking TOs, to getting involved, throwing up your sleeves and showing your team how it's done. Um, And in my opinion, the BDC, and I've been saying this for years now, replaced what the billboard used to be. I feel like the BDC is the marketing department. And yeah, we have a marketing department that obviously handles advertising, but I feel like the BDC in general is a marketing department and um, they are fully responsible for um, the higher end success of a dealership.
0: It's good. Yeah. Man, guys, thank you uh, so much. I know all of you are busy and uh, for, for hanging out with us today. Um, And uh, JR, man, I know you're killing it. I can't wait to see uh, what 2021 brings for you. And Walt, man, um, we got big things uh, here and uh, you guys better get familiar with uh, the term virtual BDC because we're coming. And um, Stan, I look forward to talking to you, man. And and thanks for for hanging out with us here, Joe. You're the man. And uh, we're gonna be, uh, so thank you guys. We're gonna bring on um, our uh, we had something special and I want set this up. We're gonna give him a, a few minutes here. We wanted to end the show and I know we're over on the 30 minutes, but um, you know we wanted to bring uh, a special guest on here and let him share just uh, for a few couple minutes here his story. just really it's a testimony. you know we're uh, those of you that follow us, you know we're we're believers, we're faith uh, faith men of faith and and uh, it's this guy posted something uh, that happened to him and his wife and his family and you know it just I think that it's just uh, real encouraging. And uh, we have him on now. We have Dan uh, Mason. He's assistant VP, national director of training and development, uh, PwC. You know, former GM. This guy's been in the car business a while. He's out of Burlington, uh, Washington. And uh, Dan, um, thanks for joining us, man. I, you know, um, you know, I don't. I, I just want. I just want to give you the floor here for a couple minutes and uh, just tell our listeners what happened and just share share uh, your testimony. And uh, I believe it's going to really just provide hope. You know, in a, in a year where hope's needed and faith's needed, and of course, coming into this Christmas season. But uh, thank you for being with us, man, and uh, just take the floor here for a couple minutes and let our listeners know your story. Uh,
6: Thank you very much for having me uh, this morning. It's glad to be here. It's, uh, well, what a year, right? As a whole, you know, just (laughs) even before our story, just the year as a whole, but, uh, you know, we can wrap up even our story and, and our family with, you know, everybody in a mindset coming out of this year. And, you know, so in October, we, uh, you know, we took the uppercut to the gut, if you will, and, and, and got news that nobody ever wants to hear. And that uh, my wife was uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer for the second time. It was uh, in her lymph nodes in her throat And the tumor itself was actually wrapped completely around her carotid artery. Right. So bad enough to have cancer, let alone. Now we've got one of your major arteries that you can't necessarily function without that's compromised. Um, We were told that uh, she needed an extremely invasive surgery, uh, part of which was to remove the tumor. They were going to remove the artery. They were going to take a portion of her actual throat out. They were going to take muscle and grafts from her chest to put into her neck. Um, no guarantees that they could even get all the cancer. Not going to have a voice, going to have a feeding tube, you know, basically very low quality of life. We talked to. Minimum of eight, I think it's closer to 12 different doctors and specialists. Six or seven of them all gave us less than 12 months, Mm. whether we did the surgery or not. Uh, We knew in our heart and in our gut that the surgery was not the right way to go. So you start looking at what are the alternatives? And actually, if you start to research cancer in America, Uh, it's very upsetting how much of an actual business that it is. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about cures. As a matter of fact, it's illegal for a doctor to use the word cured or cures in reference to cancer. Mm -hmm. So then you start looking into things that are called integrative or alternative treatments. Mm -hmm. Um, We were fortunate enough through pure grace of God is the only way I can really describe it to close friend of ours introduced us to a friend of his that's been fighting for 3 or 4 years that then led us to Facebook groups that led to other conversations that we found this one specific doctor out in southern California that does a very specific type of testing as a matter of fact these this blood work has to go to Greece because you can't you're not even allowed to do this type of testing in the United States mm. and they take the stem cells out of the blood they take cancer cells they do all these things and they create 250 petri dishes and they try every known type of a treatment on your specific type of cancer to find out what will work um we are now in week seven of treatments um it's it's what's called integrative which means it's some of what the norm is and some of things that are But they consider alternative or Mm off-label in order to keep radiation down they do ultrasound especially when we're dealing with a artery Mm -hmm. to make sure that everything is okay so first uh, ultrasound shows yep it's wrapped around the artery it's actually starting to compress on the artery we need to keep a close watch on it second week we noticed that the tumor was actually starting to recess two weeks ago the ultrasound showed that the tumor was completely gone
0: wow
1: that's
0: awesome <laughs> so let me ask you that's that's powerful let me ask you this it you know you said uh that there were a lot of prayers for you as well and i know you're you know i know who you give credit to you know but talk about that where you know your faith intersected and where prayers intersected and and uh a little bit about that if you would because listen that's um that's a miracle man you know and it, and it really is um but it's it, talk about that for a second here in the, in the last couple of minutes if you would
6: you know it's 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 been humbling quite honestly the the amount of love and support not from just people that we know but complete strangers right because as we know through social media it things pass on and you know the prayer armies and and the private messages and, and the, the social media messages about the power of prayer-. Mm-hmm. Right. And we do truly believe that we were given a miracle. We were told it would take a miracle for my wife to be here a year from now. Mm-hmm. And we received that miracle. And it's, you know, it reaffirms for us our faith and, and being on the right path and, and, and how powerful that is. That if you just believe, right, you have the faith and, and you know that it is in God's hands if you choose to believe and, and follow the processes that you're supposed to and with that belief that he's going to take care of it and uh, I mean, that's where we're at I mean there's no other explanation for it e- even the current doctor says listen I've, I've helped people <laughs> get through this I have never she has never seen it in the capacity of what's happened with us
0: oh, man that's powerful that's great Man, we 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 are continuing to pray with you, and and, and you know, thankful, and and you know what, uh, the the Bible does say we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So you know what, every time you share it, man, I believe that it that it continues to seal, you know, what God's done, and just you know, uh, there's people that you just given hope to. That are in all kinds of different situations so this is a year where if there's ever hope and need for faith man that this is it and uh i believe that you just touch people's life with that story and we're going to continue to pray for your family and uh thank god for what he's done for your wife and you know what how awesome and what an awesome christmas present that is yes. huh it's going to make yes. things uh put things That's into great. a perspective this christmas we
6: bring, yeah we get to bring her home uh on the 20th she gets Come to be on. with the family That's i mean it's great. And, and and if you sum that up into the year of 2020 as a whole mm-hmm. Right. At first, it won't destroy you. It will expose you. <laughs> yeah. Right. But if you dig in and you believe and you follow what you know to be true, we're going to get out of this just fine, man. It, right. it's, it's all That's good. Right. And look forward to next year and uh, we're all going to be together and we're all going to make it. Amen. That's right, Dan. It's a great word.
0: And thank you for coming on man, and sharing that with our audience. Uh, incredible story, brother. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas, man. It's great. It's awesome, Stan. Hey, good stuff, guys. Mm. Right? We went over, but that was worth it. That was that was the. Uh, that's powerful right there. Yeah, it's good stuff. What do you think, Joe? Good I show? think
1: I think I think it was amazing. I mean, the show is great, and they're just at the end there, I'm, I'm I'm thinking for people who may have family members or people who are going through some cancer uh, issues as well. I'm, I'm sure they could probably reach out to Dan and yeah. maybe get some information that could help. Absolutely, that's awesome.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you next Thursday. Uh, Auto Deal Live. And thanks, Stan sure, Bill Velleman, uh, J.R. Toothman, Dan Mason, Walter Hayes. Thank
2: you for coming on. Guys, thank you. Joe? Thank you, sir. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Next week.